hour number three. It's the Plank Show. Josh Elmer, Connor Pasby. Home of Sooner fans, the ref. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope uh, it's going well for you and yours. Hour number three presented by Moppin' Roofing right here on the Home of Sooner fans. Moppin' Roofing and Construction. They've got you covered, Oklahoma. Call Bob Moppin and his team at 405-703-3843. Moppin' Roofing is a full-service company, family-owned and operated with over 35 years of experience. Insurance specialists that can help with fire and flood remediation work. Fully insured, licensed, and bonded. That is Moppin' Roofing. And, oh, by the way, I don't know if you know this, Connor, but uh, with softball here, with baseball here, you know what that means. It's uh, spring weather about to be right around the corner, too, which uh, when you hopefully you don't have to deal with too much of this. But if and when there's a, a little hail, this or that out there, well, A, you want to make sure that uh, the roof is in tip-top shape to withstand all of that. And then, uh, B, uh, maybe mop and roofing who you want to call to make sure that, okay, let, let's figure out what the situation is upstairs uh, after some of the nasty weather that uh, look it's Oklahoma we know it's coming right it is uh, it is around the corner so right here is when uh, we jump into the top five stories of the day every day and uh, let's do just that it is presented to us by Newcastle Casino it's time for the top five stories of the day Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, that's right, where real gamers go to play. R-E-E-L, real gamers go to play. Newcastle Casino, the best reels in the metro. Happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. And uh, they offer Earn 20, Get 20 Tuesdays and Thursdays. From 10 a.m. until 10 p.m., that's Newcastle Casino, conveniently located off I-44, exit 107. Let's hit big story number five. Number five. We'll obviously have more in the way of college basketball. The Sneak peek, big story number one, Sooners win last night. But what about the rest of the nation? Uh, Connecticut, uh, nice little win over Butler. Did you see the uh, social media post that was making its rounds with uh, the Butler Bulldog and uh, the Yukon Husky? Dang it, no. I'll, oh, I'll, have to go, I'll have to go back and look. Puppy love, but, that was great. But yeah, you love that, live mascots. They, I, I don't <laughs> know, captioned it with puppies on a play date or something like that. It was great, though. Bulldogs running around after the Husky. <laughs> well, I, I did see early on in the season for uh, Butler, they put the Bulldog like on like a little car, and he just drove like on the court. He had sunglasses on and everything. <laughs> Are you an animal person? Oh, yeah. I, I love dogs. So uh, do, do you and the wife have uh, any pets right now? No pets right now. We're still waiting. We may – I don't know what exact timeline is to – Get a dog, but we'll, we'll get one. For you sure. want a dog? Yeah. You, what what kind of dog? That's what we got to talk about too. We like, don't know yet. Like the Butler Bulldog, would that be acceptable? I I, I like bu- I, I like bulldogs, but bulldogs are just a lot, and I think that's a lot of trips to the vet. 
Yeah, well, that's that's what they say, unfortunately, right? Huskies shed quite a bit, even though they are very fun. (laughs) So basically, you're not you're not (laughs) all in on the UConn Butler showdown in terms of your next uh, family member. (laughs) Well, it was UConn winning last night, seventy-one sixty-two. The rest of the top twenty-five scoreboard, uh, Houston. Well, they they get a nice win over uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, Kelvin Sampson, though. He uh, was not happy with the officiating. He got tossed. I don't have the audio queued up, but it was fan-stinking-tastic from uh, Kelvin Sampson afterwards as somebody asked him, hey, you know what happened there? And he's like, are you going to help me pay this fine? (laughs) Then uh, otherwise stop asking me about it. We'll we'll queue that up for next segment. Uh, I'm surprised more coaches don't do that when they get ejected. Man, make your money's worth. And that's exactly what Kelvin Sampson did. Got on the court. Trying to think what he was arguing about. I think it it was an OSU – player pushed him in the back when he was trying to get open underneath the basket and Kelvin Sampson thought it should have been an offensive foul instead OSU uh, gets a bucket but yeah Kelvin Sampson uh, was a rage man he was fired up yes it uh, it was pretty solid let's see if I've got this queued up here here was uh here was Kelvin Sampson uh, afterwards what would you like to know what exactly happened there and you know just get your thoughts on um I have no thoughts. So if I say something, answer your question, they find me 25000 what part of 25000 are you willing to pay? So don't ask, don't ask me silly questions because it's a $25,000 fine if I tell the truth. So I can't. So don't ask me. Man, that's great. <laughs> I feel a little bad for the reporter because, I mean, it's like, it's a good question. You no, want to yeah. know what happened. Well, you know that question is going to be brought up in the postgame presser. Uh, Kelvin just does not want to take a fine. That had some uh, legitimate Nick Saban to it. So quit asking. <laughs> Are you willing to pay? So don't ask, don't ask me silly questions. So don't ask me. <laughs> don't ask me silly questions. Uh, well, anyways, uh, there you go. Uh, Houston all over Oklahoma State last night, 79-63. The big shocker was uh, Clemson at North Carolina, 80-76. to Afterwards, uh, Baycott and company – they said that I don't know which player it was, but basically somebody wasn't there for an early morning work uh, workout or shoot around or something. So that was not a great look for North Carolina. Coming on the heels of a nice win, really nice win over Duke, they came back and uh, wire to wire trailed Clemson and lost last night. So that that was a big time win for the Tigers and a shocker in the uh, Smith. Center. Baylor takes care of Texas Tech. They hold serve 79-73. Iowa State over Texas. That was in Austin, 70-65. So good win for the Clones. South Carolina, 68-65 over Ole Miss. Kentucky uh, eviscerates the 6-16 Vanderbilt uh, Commodores last night, 109-77. Dayton over St. Joe's, 94-79. Obviously, uh, you know, Oklahoma, nice performance. They beat BYU Nevada. Uh, upsets the apple cart at Utah State 77 to 63 San Diego State 77 to 64 over Air Force and last but not least the uh, New Mexico Lobos uh, victorious 91 to uh, 73 over the Cowboys of Wyoming last night gets us to big story number four number four wait for it everybody number four uh, to the National Football League Obviously, we are approaching Super Bowl 58, getting awfully close uh, now. Do you have 
and, and keep in mind, no, no hard feelings here. You can be honest. This is a safe space. Which way are you leaning in this thing? Do you have a, a feel for how this game's going to go? I'm also just going to sit back and enjoy the game. I don't have a team that I'm going to root for. Okay, get out. Leave Chiefs, the studio. Chiefs underdog again in the Super Bowl. I'm going to have to go Chiefs way. Man, Mahomes as an underdog in the playoffs. Yeah, he's going to come through. I've not picked uh, Kansas City once in the postseason. I will not pick them now. Uh, the uh, San Francisco 49ers will be winning Super Bowl 58. They're just better, Connor. They're clearly better at uh, just about every position not named uh, quarterback. Run, yeah, running backs and wide receivers, 49ers uh, have the edge there, but not quarterback play, even though Brock Purdy has put together a uh, good season for the 49ers. A couple of big-time comebacks, too, man. He's uh, answered some questions, and uh, he will answer the final question if he – he doesn't even have to play great, I don't think. Mahomes, Take care of the football is the big one. Matter of fact, I don't think either quarterback necessarily has to play great to win this Super Bowl if it goes according to the way sort of I'm suspecting, which I think it's going to be defensive-minded. I think these two defenses will shine in this game. Patrick Mahomes probably got to play better than, than Purdy, right? A little bit better. I don't know that he needs to be great, though. I think he could make a mistake or two and maybe still win the game because of uh, because of the Kansas City defense. But for for Purdy, man, you go play well, win this game, and all of a sudden you uh, you shut up a lot of people. But as we approach the game, one of the uh, conversations is okay, Andy Reid, what's going on with your future? And uh, there's been some that have speculated, Mike Florio, others out there, that uh, perhaps. Kansas City wins this thing or loses this thing at season's end, maybe that's it for Andy Reid. Maybe he retires. And uh, anyways, uh, Andy Reid was asked about that and said, uh, well, he mentioned his his parents, and he said basically that he's not ready to, to go away right now. Today's not the day. Uh, somewhere you're going to know when it's the time. Today's not the day, end quote. So we still got some more years of Andy Reid, who's had a great coaching career. And, man, when he's been at uh, the Chiefs, ever since he's got Patrick Mahomes through the draft, man, they've just been putting together a really good season trip to the Super Bowl. And it would be a good way for Andy Reid uh, to grab another Super Bowl win. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden you're in rarefied uh, air. If uh, you, you get a third, that uh, that's something that there's not a lot of guys – uh, as a coach uh, that they've done. Super Bowl rematches between two head coaches. The coach that lost the first game has not ever won the rematch. There's a lot of like historical factors to this game that say Kansas City will win the game. Uh, I don't have the uh, exact list in front of me, but number one, number two defenses have matched up in conference championship games. And uh, whether it was the number one, defense that won or number two defense that won whoever won that game went on to win the Super Bowl so there's some of those statistics that uh, are headed Kansas City's direction but I can't I can't separate being a fan from being positive about they're actually going to get this thing done so anyways uh, there you go a little NFL talk Andy Reid not ready to say uh, no surprise before the game that he's uh, not going to retire I think he's going to keep going for a little bit but uh Obviously, we'll find out uh, once this thing goes final. Big story number three. Number three. What's going to happen with uh, Bill O'Brien? Is he sticking at Ohio State? Why would you leave? And I get it's a head coaching gig. But uh, 
why would you leave Ohio State to go to Boston College? I don't know. You're you're in a great spot right now, very comfortable spot at a, a top program in Ohio State, and I know it's a head coaching job, but yeah, I, I got to stick at Ohio State if I'm Bill O'Brien. You don't want any part of that. Yeah, I just think you got a chance at Ohio State to do something special this year, a la, you know, the, the stars haven't totally aligned the same way as Michigan brought a ton back, including the quarterback. You had to go dip into the portal and, and get an experienced guy in Will Howard, but he's not, right, J.J. McCarthy, who's been there, you know, two seasons prior and took it to the playoffs. So there's some things that are different, but the the landscape of college football, okay, outside of Georgia, who is the slam dunk national championship favorite next year in your mind? Next year? Next year. Besides, Besides Georgia? If, if you take Georgia out of the equation, who do you look at and say, man, they're going to be they're gonna be really tough to beat? I think Oregon's up there. Oregon's probably my number two right behind Georgia. So you and, like Gabriel and Oregon. Yeah, and after Oregon, gosh, I think there's just – you think you can pick several teams that can be up there. Well, Obviously, Alabama's going to look Ohio uh, State's a lot one different. Of them. Ohio State can be – yeah, Ohio State's one of them. Now Michigan's going to look a lot different without Harbaugh. So yeah, there's some there's some different teams that maybe some new teams you may see in the playoff. Well, long story short is uh, the way of saying that to me, if you're Bill O'Brien and you do a great job there, you're getting another head coaching gig at somewhere not named Boston College with all due respect. I mean, I think you're talking about opening yourself up for the next massive vacancy in college football if you can lead the Buckeyes to the promised land. So, to me, I don't know why you wouldn't stay. And I don't think Boston College is really attractive, despite it being a, a head coaching job. Well, I mean, there's a reason, I think, uh, why Jeff Halfley left. And it's because coaching at Green Bay is better than being the head coach for Boston yes. College. Yes, it is. Yep. The Broken Arrow Fat Boy uh, – has has a thought on this. O'Brien is leaving because Ryan Day will probably get fired next year if uh, he will probably get fired next year if he don't be Michigan. If if they if don't, they beat, don't Michigan. beat Michigan. Okay. That's why I couldn't read the rest of that. I was try- Sorry, Broken Arrow Fat Boy, I was trying to compute what uh, you had said to us. I, I know people talk about that, but they're not going to fire Ryan Day if he goes 11-1 again in regular season and his one loss is to Michigan. I mean, it's just not going to happen. You don't think there's any chance? No chance? There's uh, maybe some pressure building. Probably they wouldn't, but, uh, I mean, ah, that'd be – if you – Say win the Big Ten and get to the playoff, but don't win it. Yeah, it'd be it'd be tough to move on. Ohio State just caught a bad end, similar with some other teams too. Where uh, this or last year in college football, it was just so deep, and you had so many teams with one loss. So your room for error. I mean, late in the year, if you drop one, yeah, your name's going to be out of the playoff contention. That's what exactly happened to Ohio State. Go into Michigan. Uh, undefeated, you drop it, and now you're out of playoff contention. Why Why are we getting this on the text line? Stop it. Out of the 918, Connor Stallions to Boston College. <laughs> the, uh, the rumblings there, though, are kind of interesting. That will be important to follow over the next little bit. 
is he going to stay or is he going to go to, to Boston College? That's sort of – I mean, that's a big story right now in college football if you're not talking this uh, whatever you want to call it between the Big Ten and the SEC advisory group meeting of the minds, Petiti and Sankey and company, what's going to happen there? Uh, if not that, then, you know, Bill O'Brien, is he going to stay? At Ohio State. That'd be fascinating. Uh, who do you hire if he leaves? Who do you like? <laughs> I, I don't know. You start the whole I, process Yeah, you start here. processing. Yeah, you start getting some names in mind. But I, it's just hard to do that, man. I know you can't beat your rival, but if you have a really good season, a one-loss regular season, and you got you got your team that could possibly make the – playoff with one loss I mean you, you can't fire your head coach I just think it's too good of a situation to not stay but hey we'll see what happens big story number two number two it's almost here it's almost here sooner softball getting things underway tomorrow when the uh when the season begins for the Sooners we uh, played, well, shared a lot with you in hour number two. If you missed it, you can check it out on the podcast side. Oklahoma softball, uh, Patty Gasso talking, previewing the season. The Sooners heading to Puerto Vallarta, where uh, they open up on Thursday. So opening up tomorrow, bright and early, 1030 in the morning versus Utah Valley. And then uh, the big game tomorrow afternoon versus number nine, Duke at uh, 1 o'clock. Washington, that's number 7 Washington, on Friday uh, Friday evening at 8.30, and then they close the Puerto Vallarta trip with a 1 o'clocker on Saturday versus Long Beach State. So it is here. Softball season is here. Almost time. You get Utah Valley, and then you get a top 10 matchup with Duke to get the uh, season going. It's going to be a lot of fun happening tomorrow. Big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Needed it. Had to find a way to get it. Oklahoma got it last night. The Sooners took care of biz inside the LNC versus BYU. They they win it and honor Toby Keith, 82-66 last night. A really fine second half. We'll talk more about that as we roll through our number Three right here on the Plank Show. What what does uh, what does OU football need to improve? What uh, what are a couple of key areas they need to improve? Is there one you can pinpoint for Oklahoma heading into next season? I'm curious your thoughts, Connor. I'm curious the text lines thoughts. You can tweet us uh, or uh, whatever you call it now. What uh, did you say a tweet? You can. Uh, what is it on X these days? You can post to us there. Post to us, yeah, yeah, you can say that. At uh, I'm at Josh on ref, uh, at Connor Pasby. Is this that correct? is correct? Yeah, just first and last name. You're so lucky. Nobody else has your name, do they? Keep it simple. For me, it's like I'd be like 14 underscores and 75 numbers to get Josh Hummer. It's already been taken. There's <laughs> no way to find it. But what does uh, Oklahoma need to improve going into next season? A lot of different directions you could go uh, with that question. But I'm curious what people think. Where does Oklahoma need the most improvement in order to to go be what we want Oklahoma to be in the SEC? We'll dive into it next. Those, though, the uh, top five stories of the day presented by Newcastle Casino. Take it to T.O. It's the Plank Show after this. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Plank Show right here. Home of Sooner fans. 
Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. No Chris Plank today or tomorrow. Obviously, he's, uh, look, my man is broadcasting uh, softball live tomorrow during the uh, the program. We think in some capacity on Friday, but, uh, hey, look, we're, we're in season here, so I'm not even necessarily counting. Uh, I'm not necessarily even counting on that, so to speak. But, uh it just means we get to stretch our legs a little bit and uh, hang out with you. It means we get to welcome in Mr. Connor Pasby. Hour number three, by the way, presented by Mop and Roofing, Mop and Roofing and Construction. They got you covered, Oklahoma. Get Bob Moppin and his team at 405-703-3843. A call. Mop and Roofing, a full-service company, family-owned and operated with over 35 years of experience. Insurance specialists that can help with fire and flood remediation work. Fully insured, licensed, and bonded. That, again, is Moppin Roofing and Construction. Before the break, uh, teased it. Where does this Oklahoma football team need to improve next season? Where, where do they got to be better in order to do what uh, you, I, everybody wants to see Sooner football do, which is, well, blacken the eyes a little bit of the SEC, right? Come on in and uh, kick our feet up a little bit. Uh, move right on in and look comfortable from day one. Where does this team, in your mind, Connor, need to improve? Is is there anything in particular that jumps out for you right off the top? Yeah, I think the number one thing for me is the running game, just having a consistent running game throughout the season. And it did pick up with Sawchuck uh, toward the end of that four-game, five-game stretch toward the end of the season. But we want to see it uh, right away once the season starts. They had trouble uh, getting a running game going for four quarters. And another one for me is uh, defensive line. Uh, consistent play there, which there were some times where we they didn't get much pressure to the quarterback. But you do bring back some help for next season. Terry is one of those uh, big man in the middle Mr. of that Dejon defensive Terry? line. Yes, that's big time when you make the move to the SEC. Uh, I'm Lacey? Give you, give you a third one. Yeah, Lacey too. I'll give you a third one. Special teams. OU's got to be better there, uh, better in the kicking category uh, for sure. I like that. I, I agree. Defensive line, for me, would be top of the list. Need to be better at pressuring quarterbacks with the the defensive line disrupting things with their interior defensive line. And uh, I think the edge guys along the defensive line need to be better for Oklahoma, too. So that would be first for me. But uh, as I sat down and thought about it, honestly, and this is not to – weasel out and you know not ride the fence like if you tell me one area that you could drastically improve I'm going to take defensive line for Oklahoma because I think that's where for the most part big boy games are won is up front both sides of the football and I think if you can be great defensively then uh, that's going to set Oklahoma up for a lot of success and uh, if they can take those steps along the defensive line just keep uh, attracting talent up front that would be my pick if you only gave me one but Honestly, as many positive things as we saw defensively early, I feel like there's a number of areas, as I sat down and thought about this, where I would like to see Oklahoma improve. Secondary to me has to be much, much better than a season ago. Linebacker opposite Danny Stutzman. That is an area for Oklahoma that I think uh, you need another star to emerge. We've seen good play, right, from Canick at times exceptional play. We've seen good play, at times exceptional play, from Kip Lewis, from Kobe McKenzie. But somebody there, 
opposite Danny Stutzman needs to emerge as, well, a star equal to or close to Danny Stutzman. That, to me, is a question mark for Oklahoma defensively. Billy Bowman, I think, is a bona fide star right now, but uh, he needs to stay where he's been and then elevate, right? Uh, and then, okay, well, Bowen, is he going to be the uh, – is he going to be the other star there? What does cornerback look like? Can they stay healthy? So I just feel like there's a lot of questions defensively for Oklahoma that still need to be answered. More depth that we need to see go out and show out for Oklahoma. And then, uh, obviously, you could we, if we shift to the offensive side of the football, offensive line is going to be maybe the biggest concern for this team and the biggest question mark, how all of that comes together for Oklahoma. So, it, I'm not saying, hey, hit the panic button. I'm just saying that there's some legitimate questions for Oklahoma heading into next year. Well, there, there's so many position groups that we talk about they need to be consistent. In that win over Texas, the defensive line was very disruptive. And the next game out, they were just non-existent. Same thing with the secondary. They'll be locked down at times. And next game, they'll give up some uh, chunk plays. And with the offensive line... You'll have some good runs, and then you'll get stopped in the backfield. So it's just about putting it all together uh, for this team. If uh, the defensive line is great, if David Stone, Jaden Jackson, uh, Nigel Smith, Danny Okoye merge and it all comes together with, uh, with Lacey and Terry and others up front, and then uh, obviously some of the established names of P.J. Adebore emerges and looks like a five-star and our Mason Thomas, big step forward. Ethan Downs remains what he's been. Well, all of a sudden, now, now we're cooking with a little something, right? And the reason I say defensive line, Connor, is to me, look, you know this, I know this, pretty much everybody knows this, right? If you're great up front, then all of a sudden the linebackers look better. All of a sudden the secondary looks better. All of those other pieces fall into place if you're great up front defensively. So, I don't know. Just interesting. To me, there's... Not that Oklahoma's miles and eons away or this or that, but uh, Oklahoma has some legitimate questions, I think, too, in a number of position groups. Like, what position group would you say, wide receiver I suddenly feel really pretty good about going into next year, but running back because of Sawchuck feel good, but beyond that still need to see Tatum in a Sooner uniform, right? Feel, feel great that uh, he's going to be a superstar-type talent in time. Uh, Barnes has done some nice things. I guess wide receiver would be the one position group in totality that I really feel great about going into next year. Agree, disagree? No, I agree. Wide receiver group uh, group is, I think, the best for me. And second, I think linebacker play, just because you bring back Danny Stutzman. Got a lot of depth. A lot of depth. Uh, Kobe McKenzie, uh, he'll play a much bigger part than he played uh, a year ago, so I'll feel comfortable with that. Those are probably my two outside of that. I, yeah, I just think you, ha- you have some question marks. Let's go to the phones, shall we? True Sooner has been patient. Riverwind Casino jackpot line. What's up, True? I was just going to say you are talking about groups, of position groups and stuff. I think like, like kind of like what you said, if you have the stars up on the in the trenches both sides. Really, yeah, both make, ways, huh? I mean, your running backs are going to be better. Your quarterback's going to be better. Your receivers are going to be, you know, the whole thing's going to be better, you know. So, I, I mean, it's definitely the – the trenches for me. I mean, hey, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you guys. So, I had to cringe a little bit when Connor said Oregon finishing second in the country next year. And I, he, I, I he might be taking them to win the whole dadgum thing. He didn't even. Well, tell I, I, I just think they're pretty close behind Georgia. I just okay. think you have some, yeah, some teams that 
have some question marks up there, and there'll be now, I, different looks there. And I understand why Dylan's gone. I understand. I'm not saying I wouldn't or would have. I don't know what I would have done. But, I mean, if he if he's in New York City in December at the Heisman Ceremony, whether he's a top four guy or top five, and, and his Oregon Ducks are playing for a national championship, did we make the right decision? Because that ultimately that's why you – I mean, you you look at Jackson Arnold and you go, okay, we, we, we want to be in that position for sure in the next three years while he's here. But – you opened up a can of worms on a couple of fronts. Did you make well, the Did just, you make the right decision at quarterback and at head coach? Yeah, but I exactly. know you're talking quarterback, exactly. and I think they've got the right yeah, guy that's got this thing headed in uh, right. a championship direction. I'm just saying, and I understand the Oregon guy. We could have went that direction too. I know, I know where you're getting at, but I'm just mostly, I'm just mostly thinking, man, it's just hard. You know, because he's going to be more than likely, he's going to be in a top five uh, Heisman guy next year. Oh, yeah, Gabe, Gabriel sure, yeah. absolutely will be. You know, the Heisman yeah. Trophy is kind of interesting in the sense that you almost get. I, I've talked about this. I don't know if I've mentioned it here. Maybe it was the podcast, or maybe it was just a random uh, sports conversation with a friend. the The Heisman Trophy is interesting in the sense that how you're perceived going in is so important, right? And you almost get punished in a way for being an experienced guy. And yet, because of the storyline, it's a storyline award in a lot of ways at times. And Dylan Gabriel, like, we know who Dylan Gabriel is. He's played a lot of football. He doesn't get punished the same way that somebody that just won the Heisman Trophy gets punished entering the next season, right? Or that somebody that was close that didn't win it – he he gets a nice little fast start in the storyline department because, well, guess what? He relocated. We know who he is. He relocates from Oklahoma, but he goes to Oregon. It's almost like it's brand new even though it's not. Well, and, and Dan Lanning, you know, I mean, if you believe, kind of like what you alluded to, you know, he was he was probably second on their list is what I've heard. Um, if, if, if Venables had to turn it down, they probably would have gone after him, you know. Um, but, man, I just – when I hear that kind of stuff, I mean you're 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 basically letting a guy go, and I say letting go because you know the NIL money was involved and 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 Oklahoma decided to go that direction with with Jackson Arnold and Jackson Arnold may end up being a three year guy that wins the Heisman Trophy twice. Who knows? Well, yeah. What if he's you know? what if he's incredible in twenty five? It will be yeah. You might be trading to some degree twenty four for excellence in 25 and 26. So, right. who knows? And only time will tell. That's only right. Time will, only time, but, but, I mean, it seems like, to me, it was a safer thing to keep Diller, Dylan. It was a safer It was a safer thing. It was more, you know. Sure. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people are going to go, well, you couldn't throw the ball 40 well, yards down the field. I mean, I think what, that's crap. I it's, think some of the pushback no. you might get on it safer is, well, would Arnold have stayed? Well, but then here's the deal, though. Look who's behind Arnold. You've got – look at the guys you got coming in. It's not like they don't have anybody coming in. No, I mean, that's right. Guy, but Michael, Jackson, Arnold, Hawkins is, Jackson Arnold Michael is Hawkins the is, Elite 11 guy. I mean, he's – I understand. You know what I mean? He's, I'm not saying he's He's the next Rattler. He's the next Williams. Yeah. He's got this – uh, I hope he's not the next Rattler. I, I know. <laughs> I, I don't mean it like that. 
but uh, he's the next five-star guy that was sort of the, the number one quarterback in the class. And that's no slight to uh, any of the guys coming in. Sperry, Hawkins before him. I mean, they got – I hear what you're saying. They got big-time blue-chip quarterbacks. Oklahoma's going to find a quarterback. And if it's not those guys, guess what? Then they're going to dip into the transfer portal, and they're going to find a big-time quarterback there, right? They're going to go get Will Howard out of the transfer portal, or they're going to go get the next Dylan Gabriel out of the transfer portal. Oklahoma, in this day and age, as it's currently situated, will not go wanting for at least going into a season what we view as, okay, this is a pretty big-time quarterback. If, if Oregon goes and wins a national championship and, and Oklahoma doesn't, obviously in the next two or three years, I think we're going to think back and go, man, to, you know, I, I think it's going to open up a whole other can of worms. Um, but it's just one of those things you can't see the future. Only time will tell, you know, and, and you know, will you get, and, and I, I think we'll all find out, you know, but we just got to, it's, it's, it, def, it definitely is a question. It's a fair you know, question. And- ponder. It's a fair question. It's it's going to be interesting to watch, and obviously so much of it is going to depend upon what Jackson Arnold does. I mean, Gabriel can go be great and be in the mix for the Heisman, maybe even win the thing, and if Jackson Arnold's great, then then at uh, at that point you're going to say, hey, we we made the right decision. Even if that doesn't equate to, okay, we went and won 11 games or 10 games in year one in the SEC. Quarterback can only do so much. Yeah. Have a good one. True. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, a bunch of uh, text line response. Let's hit it when we return. Uh, coming down the home stretch. Not a ton of real estate left for us here in hour number three or of this Wednesday edition of the Plank Show. Josh and Connor back with you next. A couple of responses. True sooner you got the people going. Job well done, my friend. Appreciate that on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405-329-9000. As we come back to you live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, speaking of B-dubs, we'll see you out there tonight for the Norman Public Swimming Show at 6 o'clock. You can catch that TV. But a couple of people chiming in. Uh, Sooner Jana out of the 918 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. On the did Oklahoma get it right, this hypothetical uh, – how are we going to feel about was keeping Dylan Gabriel, in fact, the right decision, or was it right to, uh, just for lack of a better reference here, rip the Band-Aid off and start this Jackson-Arnold era sooner, Jana? I'd like to respond to the caller here. If we didn't use Jackson this year, we would lose him. We have to think about the future. Gabriel only had one year left. Yeah, it's it's something to think about. You do only have you would have had only one year left with Dylan Gabriel and this new era of college football. It's tough for these younger kids to wait for their time to shine, and that would mean Jackson Arnold would have to you know wait another season to be the starting quarterback for uh, Oklahoma. I guess we will never know if he would uh, wait that out if Dylan Gabriel uh, would have stayed. From the nine one eight, Dan Lanning has been great at Oregon. But that doesn't guarantee that he would have been great at OU. Impossible to quote-unquote regret the coaching hire no matter what happens. Papa Knight has helped Dan Lanning a ton at Oregon. And that's true. I mean, mean, just because you're great somewhere doesn't mean you'd be great somewhere else. Yeah, and all about the system. Right now, Oregon has a very good system with uh, 
Dan Lanning. And I think that's what that's what helps out uh, Dylan Gabriel as well. He's got really good play on the offensive line. They are really good up there, and he's got playmakers around him. And uh, the Ducks are good on the defensive end as well. Out of the five eight zero, to your point, depends on the system as well. Gabriel is probably in a better system for himself now. Yeah, I I, I think that's true. Just telling how it is that Oregon, yeah, from top to bottom, uh, they're very consistent and they're very mean up front, uh, really on both sides, offensive line and the defensive line, and they've been good uh, all season last year on defense. David from Dell City. I'm not worried about Heisman trophies. Let's focus on winning. Yeah, I mean Touché. that's true. That, yeah, Touché. that's true. Yeah, I know. I know you've won Heisman trophies at Oklahoma, but hey, people are waiting for a national championship to come to Norman. We uh, also mentioned this hour that uh, where would you where would you like to see OU improve going into next season, or who do you expect? to improve uh, out of the 918 they uh, they say Sammy O makes a leap at linebacker that would be uh Sammy Omasigo what about uh linebacker or i mean any chance at cheetah he was listed uh, as one of the backup cheetahs yeah. for the bowl game yeah i think he's a guy that can play cheetah and he's going to be another guy that is uh, a young type of player on defense that can make a jump and play a lot this next upcoming year a lot of people agree with you on where this team needs to improve next year really uh, on both fronts the broken arrow fat boy again got to run the ball baby gotta run the ball uh let's see tc in t-town ou football definitely needs to improve on the running game yeah that's just where most of the responses are uh, coming. The running game got better toward the end of the year, but it really was a struggle at first. You had some injuries, and leading up to the game, you had no idea who was going to be the number one running back by the time it was Saturday. I mean, you just didn't know. I like this, too, from Mark uh, in Enid. Improve the cushion on receivers on defense. Kicking game, oh, and improve punt and kick catching. Yeah, that, that was that was not good. But the uh, the cushion for receivers, I would yes like to see Oklahoma get a little bit more aggressive in that way. And I don't know if that's just we're worried we're going to get beat over the top. I'd like to see Oklahoma feel like it has the personnel where they're not worried about that. They're going to press you and they're going to make it really difficult on you. Well, and those losses from Kansas and Oklahoma State, there was a lot of cushion on those wide receivers, and there was just open spaces right in the middle of the field uh, to throw the football. And that TCU game late in the year, the highest-scoring game where the defense just flat out did not play very well. They gave up so many big plays through the air. Final thoughts coming your way next. Some final discussion on Oklahoma football for, for this Wednesday, February 7th. One more time around the block with you, Josh and Connor, back after this. All right, one final time. We are back on the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside Mr. Connor Pasby, presented by Mop and Roofing, Mop and Roofing and Construction. They got you covered, Oklahoma. Give 
Bob Moppin and his team a call, 405-703-3843. Moppin Roofing, full-service company, family-owned and operated with over 35 years of experience, insurance specialists that can help with fire and flood remediation work, fully insured, licensed and bonded, Moppin Roofing. So the uh, final thoughts presented to us by Primrose Funeral Service. With 80 years of service, their sincere commitment is to make things a little easier for you and your family. Primrose Funeral Service, 405-321-6000. Visit them online, primrosefuneralservice.com. I think uh, I'm in agreement with uh, the text line here. I came to this uh, shocking revelation as uh, I thought, okay, well, what does Oklahoma need to improve for next season, its uh, first season in the SEC. And uh, I have to say, the uh, texter and I, we we are in agreement. Uh, to be honest, they need to improve across the board. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> That's That really is what it is. No, though. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was game in, game out. You'll see really good play on a certain position group in the next game. Uh, it's the opposite. So, yeah, improvement across the board. 918 coaching. Yeah, I mean there there were were some decisions that I mean what did you not with like? timeouts. I mean maybe some timeouts late in the game managing those timeouts. There were situations toward the end of the game where lack of aggression at KU. Yeah. Where you just didn't have any timeouts or one timeout left and you But need- uh, that problem by the way has gone to Ole Miss. Yes, it has. Yeah. And uh well, let's hope that it goes well, right, with Seth Luttrell and Joe John Finley. At times, I think the biggest issue for Oklahoma in that regard was they they just got too conservative in a couple of spots. Uh, but coaching can, yes, continue to improve. You say timeouts? Yeah, ma- yep, managing the timeouts, which that always comes to play when you're a, a young coach, when you have to start doing those things and you're not a defensive coordinator, even an offensive coordinator uh, anymore. Here is uh, something to really take you the rest of the way home today, okay? Something you can think about later on this evening, Connor. From Wilkerson's bro. Regarding NIL, are championships really championships if you have to pay for them? Hmm. I've <laughs> it's very existential. I've never seen that. Yeah, I've never seen that. Very uh, big picture. Uh, yes, I will still consider I, I still consider, yes. But, yeah, we're in a time now in college football, even all college athletics, where you got to pay some money uh, to put a good product out there on the field. Well, I mean, we've been in that era, though. Yeah. It's just now going to players, too. But it's yeah. been coaches and yep. staffs and recruiting expenses. I mean, we've been in the the big boom era of college football and who's going who's gonna to try and pay to win. I mean, not that – all of it has been that, but you, you got to pay on some level to track down championships. You have to invest. This is just the, the newest version of that. Everybody have a great day. Fun hanging out with you. We'll do it again tomorrow. So long, everybody. Oh.